NRL teams. With their season slipping away, the Bunnies and the Blues get a big boost. David Fafita headlines a host of Indigenous inclusions for one of the game's special rounds. A big-name shark is axed as another gears up for a milestone match. Will the Knights be back to their best as a star duo return to face the Sea Eagles? And after the most talked-about debut in more than a decade, we reveal if Joseph Sawali keeps his spots. Hello and welcome to NRL team. Zach Bailey stepping in for Neve Owens this week. The good news for all of our loyal uh, watchers out there, our viewers, Brett Kamali, Robbie Farah, you're both in the house. It's good to be back. Where, where are you back to? Three where? amigos, back Three together. Three amigos. Yeah. I've been on Inside the NRL, I know you. Oh, is it? Oh, and the game plan, and what else are we doing? Oh, he brushed oh, us, you brushed and us. now he wants us to yeah, accept yeah, it back. Oh, welcome arms. back to okay. the team. I can walk and you can host? Yeah, sure. Sweet. All right, big weekend. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take it, take it away. Hey. No, in all seriousness, though, uh, the rugby league world is still mourning after the loss of Bob Fulton at the age of uh, 74 across the weekend. He was larger-than-life character, had a massive influence across the game. And Noddy, do you remember anyone that's had a bigger influence given what he achieved as a player, coach, etc.? No, probably not. Uh, obviously, as you said, one of the first immortals that was recognised as, as an immortal of our game. He won three premierships as a player at the Manly football side. He won two premierships as a coach at Manly, a couple of World Cups for Australia, uh, the entertainment that he played with, the flair he played with, he obviously spent a few years at the Roosters coaching and playing, but obviously then, as you said, he's promotion of the game off the field as well, you know, as an Australian coach, you've got to, got to have a fair bit of branding and, and carry the, the presence of the game, but then the comical side of him on the radio, and, and he's been around the game for so long, so yeah, it was disappointing news uh, Sunday driving out of the game, but didn't didn't Manly celebrate it with a, mm. a great show of respect for how great and how important Bob Fulton is for that Manly football side. Yep. Bozo, uh, all of our thoughts are with his family and friends at the moment. As I said, though, off the top, it is a very special round into the NRL as we celebrate Indigenous rounds. So when we look at the current crop of Indigenous players, the youngsters coming through, who excites you the most, Robbie? Oh, there's, there's so many. Yeah. Many of them, aren't they? We're, we're very privileged and uh, in our game and so, so lucky to have so many great Indigenous players. And they bring a great sort of flair to our game. Uh, some of the best players, I think of you know, Cody Walker, just, they all seem to be natural football, footballers. Uh, and another one that I view marked is, uh, unfortunately for us, you know, tore us apart last week, <laughs> it was Reese Walsh. Uh, to think he's only 18 years of age and to see uh, the confidence in him, the, the ball playing ability, uh, the way he just competes. I, I know Nathan Brown sort of tried to extinguish a lot of the uh, the hype around him after the game and say he's, he said he's got a lot to learn. He probably does. He's, he's still only 18. He's still learning the game. But uh, there's so much you know, excitement around him and what he can bring to that Warriors side. What about you, Noddy? Yeah, and I think that's what the Indigenous players bring is they bring that natural flair yeah. to the game. That They're not the structured and the, and the program players that you know sometimes the NRL can create. So for me, it's Jason Saab. Uh, I was a bit curious why the Manly side went out and bought him. But the last few weeks, when Manly have been on fire, you know, he's super quick, uh, very skillful and a great kick target. Like, he's... He'd be probably the tallest or one of the tallest wingers in the game. They probably yeah. haven't utilised him too much with that component. But, yeah, really exciting to watch. Uh, and, you know, just the speed of the guy. There's no way anyone's going to stop him if he gets in the open space, which is, which is, you know, what they say, you can't coach speed. You're just naturally born with it. All right. We've got a couple of minutes until the teams drop for round 12. But this is my favourite time that I've missed in the <laughs> last few months or so. Let's look back at the guys' predictions from round 11. 
South to upset Penrith. You can't beat them at the moment. 56 points to 12. Sam Walker will break the Broncos' hearts with two tries, system one try. Brisbane 34, the Roosters 16. I'm going a major upset this week. I think the Bulldogs are a chance against the Broncos' Tigers. At home, they've beaten the Bulldogs 30 points to 20. Didn't let me finish my sentence there. <laughs> I said, I'm going a major upset this week. I think the Bulldogs are a chance against the Titans, but the Broncos will beat the Roosters. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, cut yeah. that off. I've, yeah. heard cut that out. Yeah. I've heard it all before. Uh, nothing cut changes it out. here. You know how, how good is it? This is... Or a couple of, it's got to be an investment. Less than yeah. 60 seconds okay. for the team's drop, so your MVP votes for uh, the 11. One point to Vita Pangoa Jr. Uh, in the upset against the Roosters. Two points Nathan Cleary and three points Tommy. Uh, was unbelievable there in the big clash on Sunday afternoon at Bank West. My one was uh, Reese Walsh. My two, Matt Lodge uh, for the Broncos. And my three, the hometown hero, Matt Burden. Oh, all right, uh, there is some fresh news in regarding George Williams. Uh, we believe he's been released by the Canberra Raiders. Oh, wow. Effective immediately. So it's that's massive news. Yeah. Yeah. How do you respond to that news? Well, there's been dramas in Canberra mm. now for a number of weeks. We've heard about all the off-field dramas. The cap or ca- captain or co-captain Josh Hodgson standing down a number of weeks ago. That was tried to be, that was hushed up. There was no real ex- reason that got public. Uh, they're out of form. They're really struggling. George Williams, the, the stories have him being homesick. So. Does that he's mean gone, he's yeah. going to go home or is he going to have to look for another NRL club? I don't think he'll look for another club. It looks like he'll head home. Oh, yeah. There's massive dramas yeah, in Canberra. News, yeah. off, off the field uh, and then obviously if there's dramas off the field, it normally transfers to on the field and they've been really struggling this yeah, season. But for the, to, so for it to happen that quickly, I think it would be interesting to see when the the full story comes out as to why. And But there's no secrets in the in, in rugby league. You can't. You, yeah, so you you're can't. basically better off getting on the front foot and controlling what is going to be written and, con- yeah. and said about it because you know what will happen? There'll be little sympathy here, there and everywhere from different people, yeah. different organisations, and then it just looks ugly. What impact will this have on the Raiders who are already struggling, Robbie? Well, huge. Your halfback, uh, you know, major part of your side. But at the same time, um, as Noddy said, if there are dramas down there and it's festering and, and you don't deal with it straight away, well, then... Uh, you're on a hiding to nothing. So, look, it could be a positive thing if you know if the situation is that bad down there and they're just cutting their loss and say, look, you know, it's, it's time for us to part ways and, and we need to move in a different direction. It could be a positive thing, but again, we're going to have to wait and, and see what the full story is. All right, we will look at uh, the Raiders and the impact of George Williams' release when we discuss their match against the Roosters. But we have to push on. Round 12, Indigenous round kicks off when the Broncos host the Storm at SunCorp Stadium on Thursday night. Another week, another recall for Anthony Milford. Tyson Gamble's band means the much maligned playmaker is back at 5'8", alongside Albert Kelly, who shifts to half-back. Matt Lodge is also suspended, so Reese Kennedy will start. And there's a debut for teenage back rower Tui Rabadi off the bench. The only other change is in the centres, with Herbie Farmworth returning from hamstring tightness. There's only one change for the Storm, but still several stars missing. Jerome Hughes returns after missing the win over the Raiders with a calf complaint, and Cooper Johns drops out of the 17. No Cam Munster or Harry Grant, with a pair racing to be fit for Origin 1 on June 9, having last played on May 6. That'll mean it'll be 34 days in the lead-up to that Origin opener at the MCG with no game time. Let's focus on the Broncos first up. Uh, so much hype about Tavita Pangai Jr. in recent seasons, Robbie. We've mm. seen flashes of brilliance of late. Is he starting to mature into the player the Broncos really need him to be? Well, the performance, yeah, he set the benchmark with his performance last weekend, and that's what they need from him every week. Uh, he's, he's so damaging, he's so powerful on that edge, uh, and he, he just created havoc 
you know, for the Broncos last week. Sam Walker struggled to deal with him. Uh, I heard that they got challenged before the game. They said Payne Haas has been embarrassing them with their performance. And, and the other bookends really stood up. I thought Matt, Matt Lodge was outstanding. Payne Haas was his usual self. And, and Tavita Pengai uh, really you know, set the benchmark, as I said. He, there was a lot of aggression early on with Maria Hargraves. And I think that really fired them up. And they, they really took to the challenge. But the... Uh, the challenge for them this week is going to be backing it up against a really strong Melbourne Storm side as well. Noddy, that was arguably, it was the upset of the season. Yeah. So what, what is a win, even though if they don't take the two points home against Melbourne, what is a win given their recent record against well, the yeah. Storm? They've played 49 times, the Storm have won 35. The last three matches, the Storm have won by 34 points, 38 points and 36 points. So they've actually blown mm. them off the park. So, um, But you also get Melbourne at a good time. You, you know, you've got some mm. stars missing, so you go in there and back yourself. Drone Hughes will certainly help them, and they'll play the structures, and the player will come in and have effort and, and know his job. But no, as you said, no Harry Grant, no Pappenhausen. It's a good time to get him. So maybe, maybe the Broncos are a chance here of... of a, a win to them is going to be challenging the Storm. And a win for them is even probably going to back themselves. You know what? We beat the Roosters last week. They had some players missing. The Melbourne Storm are missing some players. Mm. A bit better cattle. But I don't think the Broncos are a chance here of, of challenging the, the Melbourne Storm. Robbie, why are Melbourne so good when they miss? Like last week yeah, they missed their entire spine. Yeah. What is it? How do they overcome it's, adversity? It's crazy to think that they had a Munster, mm. Pappenhausen, Harry Green, all over that team. They go down to Canberra. Canberra aren't in the greatest of form, but... It's always a tough place to go and to play and to win down, down in the, uh, the nation's capital. And for them, they were down 10 nil early. You know, and you thought, geez, you know, they might struggle tonight. And then they just turned it on and, and 34 unanswered points and, and won the game comfortably. I think they've now eight 13-plus wins in a row. First time it's ever been done, which is absolutely crazy yeah. when you think of the calibre of player that they've got missing. It's remarkable what they've done down there for so long. The consistency... The amount of success they've had over so long is just remarkable. All right, let's turn our attention to Friday nights. Uh, the Cowboys and the Warriors playing in Townsville for the Todd Payton Cup at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. There's a triple blow for the Cowboys this week with suspended duo Jason Tamalolo and Lachlan Burr missing while Francis Molo is unavailable after suffering a head knock in round 11. The good news for North Queensland is Flyer Hamasode Tabuai Fido returns from ankle surgery six weeks ago. Plus, Cohen Hess is back from a week on the sidelines as a result of a head knock. Peter Holler and Corey Jensen are the fresh faces on Todd Payton's bench. It's an unchanged 17 for the Warriors after starring in the win over the West Tigers last week. Reese Walsh will wear the number one jersey for the first time with captain Roger Tuivasa-Shek on the wing again. Kane Evans and Jack Murchie will start with Bunty Afoa and Ben Murdoch-Masilla dropping back to the bench. Noddy, no Tamalolo, no Burr, no Molo. Tough challenge for the Cowboys. Can they overcome it this week? Yeah, it's a tough challenge, but uh, I think they are a chance of overcoming. I thought that they're starting to show the signs of a Todd Payton coach side. You know, Todd, when he speaks in a press conference, he's very honest. He's up front. He tells you what he feels. Um, even listening to him after the match last week, he said they're getting much better at not beating themselves, not coming up with the bad decisions, not overplaying their hand, building pressure. And then that's a bit of the Melbourne Storm system where you you know your job, you stay in the process, uh, and, you, and you then rely on effort and, and energy. So... You know, Drinkwater and Jake Clifford have been going great mm. for, for the for the Cowboys. And again, he will know all the strengths and the weaknesses of the New Zealand Warriors after getting the best out of them last year, but also know 
when they've struggled last year, what the teams did to make them struggle. So I think Todd Payton sits in a in a good coaching position, even with those stars missing for his own side. All right, even though I'm not here as host every week, I'm a big fan of NRL teams, and I watched a couple of weeks ago, and you both you both said Roger is Roger, he'll be full back, he's not going to move. Yeah. Well, has your view on that changed, Robbie? Well, you, look, you've got, to, you've got to make room for Reese Walsh somewhere in the side. They, they tried him in the halves, and I think he beca- almost became a liability in defence, so they had to sort of protect him a bit. Uh, so they moved him full-back. And the thing about it last week where you know, Roger was on the wing, but he was popping up in places all over the field. So I think you know, the fact that he's got number five on his back doesn't mean he's going to be a traditional winger. I think you'll see him you know, roaming around and, and coming in field a little bit and trying to get his hands on the ball. And if they can utilise him in that sort of way, then I think it'll work. It's a good sign when you've got your captain happy to play on the wing because he's a young kid yeah. coming through and as a player of the future. So that, that says a lot about Roger Tuovasicek, not being a selfish person, not saying, hang on, I'm the captain, it's the last year, I'm leaving next year, um, I want to make sure I get to play fullback for the rest of the season. So that's a huge wrap for Roger. Um, and as you said, like it's a development phase for Reese Walsh. You'll get better with experience in the more games. Um, but you're right, I think if, if Roger has that roaming commission to go in the middle, pop up anywhere across the park, then that's where Roger will get the strength. But... Yeah. It's, it's like the old days where you just literally pick the best players and put them out in the field together. That's, that's where the game's coming back to again. Mm. Not the shape, not the structure, not the, not the weight of possession, not the, you know, kick the ball to the corners and suffocate the game. Just pick the best players and we'll win the game. Both of these teams have had five wins, six losses. Does a winner of this play finals, yes or no? Well, it's a four-point game when you look yeah. at it. You know, yeah. those teams competing for those, those bottom couple of spots in the top eight. Uh, these are the games that you look back at the end of the year and you say, oh, geez, you know, like, we just missed that one and that's, that's really cost us. So, um, yeah, it, it's a massive game. They're, they're thereabouts, you know, next to each other on the ladder. So, uh, as I said, it's going to be a four-point swing either way for either of these sides that gets a win. You've probably got the top five sides in the competition. We know who the five are who are going to make the finals, don't we? Yeah. We probably know the Team 16 that's not going to make the finals is Canterbury. So you've got Team 6 to Team 15 all fighting for that two spots. Yep, one of those teams fighting. Three spots. Good fighting for one of those. <laughs> fighting for one of the, I was just going to let it go. Be nice today. One of those teams fighting for those spots, or two of them really, the West Tigers against the Dragons. This is the late game on Friday night at Bankwest Stadium. He's missed four games in a row, but James Roberts is back into the West Tigers starting lineup. Joey Leilua is out after failing an HIA in the loss to the Warriors, so Tommy Talao is named to shift into the centres. So we'll see him and Robert. We'll see how him and Roberts line up on game day. Tom Amoni adds some size on the bench, replacing Jake Simkin. Let's look at the Dragons. Plenty of changes here. Cody Ramsey has been named, but we'll need to get through a concussion protocol later this week. Max Fenge also felt his HIA last Friday. He's been replaced by Braden Williami, who returns from a calf strain. Gerard Bill will make his club debut after signing with the Red V last week. And Junior Amoni... Amone uh, drops back to the bench. It's one in, one out in the back row. Tariq Sims is back from suspension, but Josh Kerr will receive a one-match ban for a shoulder charge. Jaden Hunt will also need to overcome a head knock to take his place on the bench. Robbie, positive or negative out of the loss to the Warriors in the sense that you're in it up until late or you couldn't close out a game against a 12-man opposition? Um, negative for me. Uh, I think... Yeah, and after the game, it was, it was a very disappointed uh, change room. And I know Adam Dewey was really down on himself for dropping that ball at the end of the game. But 
Realistically, you should never be in that position in the first place. We scored 26 points and that's enough to win two games of football. You know, we conceded 30 and that's just not good enough. And defensively, we've been quite poor for most of this season. And uh, we conceded two tries there in the second half against the 12-man Warriors side, which you just can't do. Uh, and you can't win games in the NRL doing that. So, um, yeah, look, I guess we gave ourselves a chance at the end. But, yeah, to come up with two tries in the last minute of a game, it should never get to that. Noddy, there was a lot of talk given Benji Marshall, Chris Lawrence... Less at the end of the last season, Robbie was out until two years ago. Is it a lack of leadership from the outside? It's lack of game leadership, isn't it? You know, and, and Luke Brooks has been criticised a bit over the last couple of years about his game management. I mean, they played doing the halves. Moses Zembo is not a general game manager, um, but also their game management and how to close games out. Then doesn't also, you know, Robbie just spoke about defensively. They were poor in the second half. They conceded two tries when they were they had the overlap in defence. Mm. Oh, that shouldn't happen, you know. So you can you can game manage it. To a certain degree, but if you miss tackles and become make yeah. poor choices when you've got the extra, you've got the overlap, it doesn't matter how good the game matters. You could have had those four stars playing for the side, but if you make poor choices defensively, the best halfback or the best game manager can't close the game. Well, I think Brooks has actually been really good. I think he's been our best player yeah, in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, just defensively, especially some of the decision yeah. making on the edges really let us down. All right, there have been reports over the last 24 hours that the Dragons have told Matt Dufty that he won't be at the club next year as the Red V chase Nico Hines very, very hard. Is that the right move given Matt Dufty has been at the centre of the flair and spark of the Dragons attack in recent years? He's been a centre of the flair of all the attacking spark for the Dragons, but I think always there's been the question mark about the defence. The other 50% of the game that, that he hasn't been overly strong with and been criticised about. So uh, you can understand why they've gone out and sought Nico Hines. He's certainly a star of the future. He comes out of a good system. Uh, they're building. Um, it was very curious. Like Matt Dufty's been screaming for a contract for six months. And they weren't willing to sign him, weren't willing to sign him. They wanted to see how he goes. You know, even Ramsey's come in, the, in the, and played the fullback position. Again, nothing knocking how great he attacks the football. He's very, very special as, as an attacking player. And p come up with some magical cutout balls, double cutout passes, some scries. The knock's always been on the defensive effort. And well, again, as a fullback, Tommy saves more tries than probably scores. Robbie, I hate to bring it up, but you're at a club when the coach came in and didn't want you. You were forced back to second grade. How did you play out the year knowing that you didn't know where you stood with the club? Or knowing that you wouldn't be sorry. <laughs> oh no, knowing that you wouldn't be there because Matt no. Dufty, yeah, yeah. if he's been told he's going to be yeah. a dragon next year, how does it like? Yeah. Is he out there to impress other clubs? You know, you can't walk around kicking stones. No, it's it's hard. Look, I was in a different situation because I was still on contract, yeah. I guess. So so for me, I had that security of okay, well, if I don't find another club, well, I'll just stay here and and earn my money at the Tigers, regardless of of where I'm playing. So I had I had that insurance policy, I guess. Whereas he doesn't. So. Yeah, he, he is. He's in the shop window and, and he's got to you know, put his hand up and, and you know, make some other clubs stand up and, and, and take notice and say, OK, well, you know, we want to go sign Matt Dufty. So you know, whilst it's going to be, it'll be gut-wrenching for him, it'll be, it'll be really tough and you know, mentally it's, uh, it's, never been, it's never nice being told that you're unwanted. Um, you know, he's got to get on with it, hopefully not this week, <laughs> um, after a bit of a rocket. Um, but he, he's got to go out and play some great footy and try and earn himself another contract. Yeah, I know what it feels like to be unwanted. You guys said off air before we got on, no, <laughs> not Zach back in the, set, in the chair. Mate, you left us. You left us. You left All us. All right, right. the, the contract got dangled that big contract too, and you went, oh, yeah. Inside the NRL, NL team. You, you said to us, it's not you, it's me. It's uh, me. Let's I, I need to go to bigger things. Yeah. Let's yeah. push on. Yeah. I should never have brought it up. Uh, <laughs> Saturday Arvo footy, the Red Hot Panthers undefeated so far this year. Take on the Bulldogs under the guidance of their former assistant, Trent Barrett. This is at Bluebet Stadium at 3pm. It's still a very settled lineup.
at the foot of the mountains. Moses Leota comes back in at prop after missing the win in Dubbo with a shoulder complaint. Liam Martin shifts into the second row with a suspended Kurt Capewell set to miss a week because of a crusher tackle. It looks like Kyle Flanagan will have to wait at least another week before he's recalled. He's in Jersey 19. Jack Hetherington returns from his five-match ban to face his former club. So Arvar Siumanifanai has dropped back to the bench. Jackson Tapine starts at hooker for the first time in his NRL career with Sione Katoa suspended. Chris Smith is also banned, So, but skipper Josh Jackson is back after a six-week layoff with a calf injury. That's caused a reshuffle in the back row. Joe Stimson is on the bench while Corey Woodell and Renoff Atoni are on the reserves. Noddy, are you surprised that Ivan Cleary hasn't rested his origin stars, the likes of Luai, Yo, Cleary that are expected to be named in the Blues lineup? Oh, no, I don't think he's too concerned about what's happening at State of Origin. He's obviously the Penrith coach. Uh, and they don't play too many games back-to-back. Uh, like the old days, we used to got to play two days in, two games in a couple of days. So I, I think they're flying. They're going great. There's no need to rest them. They've got a healthy roster. Uh, again, Crichton's having to play fullback this week. Um, you know, Momorowski comes in. You know, Matt Burton's been spoken about Origin. So there's so many good things happening at Penrith that I think once you start resting players, they... I think it can, you can play a side out of form by resting them and bringing other players in and changing the, the cohesion of how they're going. So you can rest them Monday to Friday, but I always think the biggest part of a player is he wants to play football. Mm. So he's happy to be rested from training, but don't rest me from a game because that's the challenge. That's the excitement you get every weekend. So I think when you rest them and you, and you take the week off, well, you still got to train Monday to Thursday. So it's not really a week off. Yeah, Robbie, it seemed like a couple of weeks ago, Liam Martin wasn't even in the origin conversation, but given, you know, Frizzell's a little bit out of form, Angus Crichton rolling the dice... Um, at the judiciary tonight, mm. is he genuinely back in the frame for a Blues back row? De- definitely, spot? I think there's a definite shortage of edge back rolls for the Blues at the moment. As you said, you know, Boyd Cordner ruled out of the series. Uh, Angus Crichton possibly suspended. Uh, Tyson Frizzell and uh, not, you know, not going great in a in a uh, night side that's struggling. So, you know, for me, Lee Ma, he was spoken about last year uh, as a bolter and. Uh, yeah, he just goes about his business. He's, he's tough. He, uh, he's, uh, everyone always speaks about, oh, he's, he's, or, he's made for origin. And if there was a player that you'd, you'd look at and say, oh, he looks like an origin player, it's Liam Martin. He just goes, like, he just does all the dirty work that you want your players to do. And you know, I think he wouldn't look out of place in a Blues jumper. He's certainly going to have some combinations there. Because imagine this Penrith side is going to have a lot of players who will get selected. So combinations will you, be... Will you'd be have to important. pick... I'd pick as many of them as I could. Mm. I, I'd, and, I'd, and I know I'd go... I'd, I picked my Blues side last week. And I had Damien Cook as hooker, and I, I love Damien Cook. But you'd almost go Coruscant with Cleary, Luai, and then on the left edge, you, you know, you've got Burden, Toto. Like those combinations, uh, it's pri- it's priceless. And the way they're going, the confidence they'll take in Origin, it, it's a it's a big it's a big question. It's a big decision for Freddie to make as coach. Does a Matt Burton who's played 16 NRL games play State of Origin? That that that's a rise, isn't it? That's a massive rise. From last year, yeah. make, you know, coming yeah. into the scenes to play halfback to now going, oh, he signed at Canterbury, but he's such a good player. He's playing, playing centre. But if you're coming, one into, of the best if you're coming in into an origin yeah. side and you've got your 5-8 your that yeah. you're, you're defending yeah. outside of from club origin, yeah. you've got your winger outside you from club origin, possibly your back rower as well, and your halfback, yeah. all of a sudden it just... It just feels like it's normal. It doesn't feel like an origin game. And they're probably looking for a left centre. I think the right centre will be Tom Travojevic. So they're probably looking for a left centre. You'd have to think Tommy Turbo will be in there somewhere. Anyway, Jack Hetherington is back for the Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, 
We haven't seen him under these new rules, the crackdown. If he wasn't how very long, good, he wasn't very good for? in the old rules. How long is he back? <laughs> is the right call for Trent Barrett to bring him in after a five-week suspension to face his former yeah. club because they will no doubt get under his skin. Yeah, you know what? You bring him back against his former club and say, hey, mate, you've got to be the leader of our side. You've got to be really tough, but you've got to be controlled. It's a big challenge for him, but yeah, I certainly would bring him back in. I love his aggression, but as you said, he's got to be really careful because the, the rules have cracked down a bit in the last few weeks. We've become more, more serious with the the head knocks and the heavier charges. He's got loading and, and will yeah. have a lot of loading. So the, if he keeps going to, to the judiciary, his career will be over very, very quickly. It's, it's tough because he's, he's tall. Yeah. He's, a, he's a big human. Mm. So when you're asking someone to drop your, your point of contact, and, and it's only, the margins are yeah. so minimal. Like the difference between hitting someone around the chest and, and someone you know, on, the, on the base of the chin is sometimes very minimal. And things are happening in a split second. So... He's back this week, but I don't know how long he's been We've got to push on uh, to Saturday afternoon footy, 5.30 kickoff between the Rabbitohs and the Eels. This should be a cracker of the match. Stadium Australia is the venue. Big news for the Bunnies and for the Blues. Cameron Murray is back at lock after missing the past three weeks with an ankle injury. Josh Mansell hasn't been named after copping a head knock on Sunday. Tane Milne comes in. Elsewhere, there are signs of a shake-up. Jaden Sewer has been dropped out of the 17 after starting every game so far this year, meaning Jacob Host will start in the second row and Liam Knight also makes way. Another regular starter, Tom Burgess, will come off the bench with Jai Arrow named at prop. Now to the Eels. Regan Campbell-Gillard is suspended, so Oregon Kafusi will make just his second start of the season. Murata near Kore is free to play again after serving a two-match ban. At this stage, he'll come off the bench with Brad Arthur resisting the urge to move Wunga Blake. Now, Robbie, you've played with the Bunnies. You know how much Adam Reynolds means to this club. The decision to not re-sign him a couple of weeks ago, has that ripped the heart out of the, out of the guys at Redfern? Ah... Uh. I think subconsciously, yes, I think so. I think, uh, in, and not only their on-field leader, but off the field, he's yeah, best mates with everyone at the club. He's a larrikin. He's the heart and soul of the club. Uh, and I think you know, everyone will be quite disappointed that he's not going to be there next year. And look, that, and that's footy plays you do. You get on with the job. Um, but I think there's that little bit in them that's a bit of disappointment. And we've probably seen a bit of a hangover from that. You know, whether that continues throughout the season, I'm not too sure, or whether it's just taken them a while, you know, it's taken them a few weeks to sort of move on from that decision and, and then things go back to normal. But they've definitely been off the pace the last couple of weeks. I think defensively is the most concerning thing. Uh, we know they've got points in them, uh, which well, they struggled to score points last week against a, a pretty strong defensive unit. But the amount of points they've conceded, we've seen them now concede 50 points twice right. this season and premiership sides, premiership winning sides don't do that. So... Wayne's obviously, um, you know, he's shaken the tree this week. A couple of changes, uh, edge back rowers, uh, so he's not happy with. So uh, he'll be looking for a reaction. The Eels had a, a bad day out, I guess, yeah. against one of their rivals in Manly last week. They didn't seem to have a plan B. So does that show that they can't crack a good defensive unit or does it show they're missing the influence and the impact of Dylan Brown? It puts a lot of pressure on them now because they were they coming third in, in the ladder. They were, everyone said, oh, you know, they've learned a lot from last year. They're flying. Manly just defended the house down. They had a lot of play for emotionally. Um, they had no plan B. The forwards come off the back fence. They run really hard. Mm. They're really physical. Um, but they, they didn't come up... They didn't look like scoring many tries against the Manly side, who defended very, very well. Mitchell Moses got really frustrated. And maybe, as you said, there's no Dylan Brown helping him and running off him. Um, 
he didn't doesn't really engage the line, Mitchell Moses, so he doesn't create that overlap. If you look at the Manly, they watch, I watch this game very closely, where every time they want to play the ball, you've got Jake through the middle who's a ball player and, and ask some questions. So the, man, the Paramount Fords rarely do they offload too much. Um, they just come off the back fence and got really tough. But then as soon as Manly want to play the ball and a quick play of the ball, you had, he had DCE and Cherry and, and Tom just literally flying over the advantage on it and engaging the, into the defence and ripping into the defence and makes, it, makes you make some decisions. Mm. Yeah. Moses doesn't play that style. He's a great kick of the ball, steers you around. But until Dylan Brown comes back, someone else needs to be able to bite in the line, play the momentum football that the game is creating now. All right. Make sure you head out to this match between the Rabbitohs and the Eels. They had a loss last week, but both are still in the fight for the Premiership. Uh, you can head to nrl.com slash tickets to get yours today for this match and all matches across the weekend. The game on Saturday night has become even more juicy with the news that George Williams will no longer be a Raider. We'll get to that again shortly. The Roosters and the Raiders at Central Coast Stadium after a highly anticipated debut. Joseph Suwali has not kept his spot in the centres. Josh Morris is back from the minor back complaint and Trent Robinson has resisted the temptation to throw Joey Manu into the halves. Angus Crichton has been named but will need to beat a dangerous contact charge at the NRL judiciary tonight. Victor Radley will be suspended regardless of his judiciary appearance. Isaac Liu shifts to the lock to lock and Co Siwa Tokayaho is promoted from the bench. Now to the Raiders, no George Williams in the halves. Sam Williams is there instead with George Williams immediately really released from the Raiders. Elsewhere, there's plenty of experience returning for the Green Machine. Jack Whiten is back from suspension at 5.8, while Josh Hodgson returns from his band via the bench. Jordan Rapinat is fit again after missing a fortnight with a hamstring injury. Sia Soliola also has earned a recall via the bench, while Hudson Young is, has dropped out of the 17. We'll get to the Raiders in a second, uh, but Joseph Sawali, so much hype around this kid, Robbie. Are you surprised that Trent Robinson hasn't kept him in the 17 somewhere? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, obviously Josh Morris comes straight back into that side and, and you can't leave Josh Morris out of that side. And uh, yeah, he got a taste of it last week, Joseph Sawali, and he would have learnt so much from that experience. Uh, so he'll go back now to, to New South Wales Cup and continue to work on his game. He's still a kid, so uh, I think it's the right move, in my opinion. He actually, he played good. Like, you know, the Roosters got beat, and, and, and in the, they got beat sort of in the forwards, and Sam Walker, in some regards, probably had a bit of an off night, and things didn't go his way, but on Joseph Solali's debut, I thought he was very, very good. Mm. You know, he did his job. He, you know, we, I think we were expecting him to be this star and score 20 points and do these freaky things, but... I thought he did his job. He carried the ball well. He defended very, very well. So I think it was a really good debut for a 17-year-old kid. And, and you'd rather see that. You want to see that from a young kid, yeah. do, doing all the basics, yeah. all the tough stuff, right? Because the the talent, how talented he is, that that'll come out naturally. Yeah. You know, the longer his career goes. But if he can get the the tough carries and the def defensive decisions right and all those things right, that's the basis of your game. The rest will come down the track. All right, so George Williams was meant to be the missing piece to lead the Raiders to a premiership. He will head home effective immediately after being released by the Raiders. That's breaking news in here this afternoon. So let's look at the effect of what that means for Jack Wyden. Already under pressure, yeah. the Dalian medalist last year, he's struggling in a struggling side. What does George Williams' exit mean for Jack, uh, Jack Wyden? Well, Jack Wyden means he's, he's the star of the team. You know, They're obviously missing a fullback as well. Nickel Clockstad's not there, and I think he's not there for a long period of time now as well. So that's, that's huge news. Um, Jack's a great player. Jack's a great run of the ball. So sometimes, you know, to just get yourself back into form, you just want to get the ball and just think run. 
Mm. Um, you know, Sam Williams is a great kicker of the ball. Sam Williams is a really good short kicker of the ball and, and will get a lot of repeat sets. It does take a lot of attacking flair out of them because they bought... They, they got rid of Aidan Caesar to bring in the current halfback to, to help win that premiership. Now he's gone home very, very quickly. I'm very curious. Does the distractions off the field just make it better on the field? Because he, now he's gone... Now that George Williams is gone, is that... Was in chapter close, move on? M- maybe. Um, mm. The other thing is Josh Hodgson. Well, Josh Hodgson's rumoured to be asking for a release or yeah. not long away from going to Brisbane, is that, if that's pretty correct. So how long is Josh Hodgson staying there for as well now that George Williams has left? The two Englishmen... It, it's remarkable to look at that side and think, you know, they played a grand final yeah. 18 months ago. Yeah. And they're, they're starting 13. I think there'd be maybe two players from that grand final side. They've just been... Mm. Th- that side's been decimated now and... Um, Going through a bit of a transition phase there with with Stick, it looks like a uh, bit of a changing of the guard. No one would have predicted this at the start of the year. At the start of the year, they were in everyone's top four or five. I think I tipped them. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> How good am I going? Just just on this game immediately though, the Broncos sent traffic at Sam Williams all yeah. game last week to Vita Pangai Jr. Yeah. gave him headaches. Do the Raiders have the strike power to do the same and expose him on the edge? Well, you don't have a Tavita Pangai Jr. Obviously, but you got Elliot Whitehead who's yeah. out there, who's a you know is a tough runner of the ball. He probably possesses a different uh, skill set than Tavita Pengai, so he's got a bit of ball playing ability in him. Uh, even got a kick in him as well. So there's there's no doubt that uh, Canberra will try and you know, shift to that edge and try and uh, isolate Sam Walker there and, and come up with some of the deficiencies that he's got in defence. He's 78 kilos. His first year in the game. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... he'll grow into a body. He'll learn how to adapt. He'll make, yeah. learn how to tackle the big guy when he comes at him, make him a bit vulnerable. But it was good coaching from Kevin Waters to, to run some traffic at him. Yep. All right. A special week this weekend, given it's Indigenous round. A very special week if you live in Coffs Harbour or are travelling there this weekend. Like Noddy would be, no doubt. Loves a junket. Absolutely loves Work. a junket. Two jobs on Sunday at 2pm, the Sharks take on the Titans in Coffs Harbour. It's great to see Rugby League back in the regions for another week. And Chad Townsend was the hero against the Dragons on Friday night, but he hasn't kept his spot. So Sean Johnson returns from a hamstring injury for his 200th NRL match. Ronaldo Mulitalo also comes back into the starting lineup after overcoming a knee injury. And Jesse Ramian replaced the suspended uh, Josh Dugan in the centres. Sifatalakai is back from a four-week ban, while Andrew Fafita will play his second match of the year. There's two changes for the Titans. David Fafita is a big, big in after missing two matches through suspension, so Bo Firma drops back to the bench. Patrick Herbert has overcome a calf injury to take his place in the centres in place of Isan Masters. There's still no Ash Taylor. He remains in Jersey 21, having missed the past three matches. Robbie, Josh Hane's decision to axe Chad Townsend. Right move, harsh call. Probably the right move. You know, we saw it with uh, the Broncos. Uh, Tommy Dearden signed with the Cowboys and uh, then they, they went to look to the future because uh, you know, he's not going to be there next year. Chad Townsend's not going to be there next year. You've got Sean Johnson and Matt Moreland both off contract, uh, you know, trying to put their hand up to earn a new contract. And he's given them the keys to the team and said, show me what you got. Um, I think you know, whilst it is harsh, uh, Chad Townsend's a premiership winner of the club, been there a long time. Uh, I think he's been their, their captain at stages throughout the year as well. Uh, as a coach, you've got, to, you've got to make some tough decisions, and I think it's the right call. Any chance he leaves early? Noddy? Robbie? You work <laughs> you can't, put, you can't put him on the spot. I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get the okay, inside well, knowledge I'll, over I'll here. sit back. I'll sit back. That's fine. 
It'll be interesting. Obviously, as you said, Johnson and Moylan, it's a business decision to see who they sign or do they sign both and going forward. Um, you know, as you said, Chad Townsend's got three-year deal at the Cowboys. Maybe if there's an opportunity for him to go, I, I would think yeah. at the moment, no. Um, thought Trindle was very good when he came off the bench last week. The, they get Jesse Ramian back and obviously Andrew Fafita. Andrew helped design the Indigenous jersey that they're playing in this weekend. So, you know, they get some special players back. Um, it's a big challenge for them. Um, but, you know, tough decisions. Look, the I think if you ask Toddy Payton and the Cowboys, I think it's a definite yes because you know, they're on the edge of the eight. Do we and see it, do we see Chad Townsend going up there? Do we see Jake Clifford going to Newcastle? Do we see the Mer what round do we need, does the Mary go need to happen by? Is there a round now where you've you've got to change players before a certain time in the current day? Well, it was June. It was, it's been extended. June thirty. Yeah, August, August one. Yeah. Yeah. We could see Josh Hodgson go right. up there, and we, we'll we could, we could sit here and look. The <laughs> we could sit here and look into the crystal ball all week. Yeah. yeah. But we've got to focus on this week's match. Yeah. Justin Holbrook, the Titans weren't great defensively. Yeah. The Bulldogs put more points on them than in any other game yeah. all this year. So you're the coach. You're Justin Holbrook. What's your final message to your troops this weekend when it comes to defence? Yeah, certainly defence is a massive focus. You've got to make sure... You've got to win the tackles in the middle. On the edges, you've got to have the right numbers and defend the space. And, and don't be panicked. Don't be frantic. I think the biggest thing for edge defenders is just be calm and be relaxed um, and let the, all that help come from the inside. So you're right. Justin Holbrook's asked for defence focus for most of the season. It hasn't improved too much. The dogs... The dogs were a chance of winning the match in some regards, and, and as you said, that that scares you a bit defensively. Um, yeah, so I would think the edges need to be just calm, make sure you make your tackles, slow down the middle, win the middle. Um, it's, it's a big good game, as you said, Sunday afternoon at Coss Harbour, full big crowd, Noddy sitting mm. back, lapping it up, having beers with the locals. No, I'll be there for EIS. I'll be in the try scoring competition for EIS Super. We've I've got two jobs this weekend. Oh. Flat out, it's like you, oh. like you. But they are, they are enjoyable. They are enjoyable. <laughs> they're, good, they're good weekends <laughs> yeah. away. All right, so speaking of Sunday footy, this should be an absolute cracker up in the Hunter as the Knights return to Newcastle to take on the Sea Eagles at McDonald Jones Stadium. In a must-win clash for the Knights, there's two huge names back to spark their attack. Caelan Ponga returns from a groin injury and Bradman Best is back in the centres. Ponga's inclusion means Kurt Mann moves from fullback to 5'8". Phoenix Crossland um, shifts from 6-7 to seven, and there's no room for veteran playmaker Blake Green. Let's look at Manly. It's a pretty settled lineup for Des Hasler, including one major return. Curtis Sirinan comes onto the bench after missing 10 weeks with an injury. Hamoli Olakawatu has been has not been named, rather. Carl Lawton is set to start in the back row. There's still no Kieran Foran, so Josh Schuster will play in the number six jersey after making a switch there la late last week. Uh, Newcastle back home against their arch rivals under the pump. Callum Pong was back, Bradman Best back. Surely... Adam O'Brien doesn't have to have a chat about getting them motivated this week. Well, you certainly wouldn't think so. They were horrendous last week. They only got back into the game because the Cowboys had 11 men. It was 16-0 after about 25 minutes. They were blown off the park. It was 16-0 at half-time. They played 11 men for the, for the end of the first half and got back in the challenge. Uh, again... They get two stars back. You know, Kalen Ponga, Kalen Ponga, I think, solves a lot of their problems. They've been very poor defensively. Uh, they struggle to score points. Sometimes they throw Kalen Ponga the ball and he just makes, makes it up and is good enough to get there. They won't need to be uh, inspired or lifted. They've been horrendous at home this year. They're playing a side that had, I think, the best win of the season last week against Parramatta on that day. They'll get blown off the park if they don't turn up in Newcastle, which will put enormous pressure on all of them up there. Robbie, we just joked about the potential merry-go-round and Jake 
Clifford mm. ending up at the Knights, but there is, or there are reports that Matt Lodge could be at Newcastle within two weeks. Mm. Do you like that move? Is it the right move? Um, it's a bit of a funny one if you ask me, mm. because I think their front row stocks are uh, pretty strong at the moment. You've got you know, Clemmer and Saifidi. And, you know, two Saifidis. Two, they're both Saifidis. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I, I don't think... You don't see where he fits in? Well, I just think they probably need reinforcements in other areas. You know, Matt Lodge is a great player and he, you know, he's going to add to their side and their squad, no doubt. But I just think when you look at that night side and what they're missing, front row is probably not a position at the moment where I'd be looking to strengthen. Perhaps a panic buy. They don't, well, they, don't, they don't pass the ball. They don't ask you any questions. Yeah, they've got enough forwards. Yeah, he's, he's exactly the same as what they've got, you know. They've got, they need some creativity. They need, mm. you know, they need to ask some questions, move the ball around. You know, Jaden Braley makes 50 tackles each match but really runs the ball because... There's no second phase football. There's no pre-learn passing. Mm. Yeah, Manly, uh, meanwhile, they had an emotional yeah. win against the Eels, an emotional week following the passing of uh, club legend Bob Fulton. Will they be emotionally drained this week? Is there a fear of that? No, I don't think so. I think that was their biggest win of, of the year so far. Uh, I think, though, you would have known the importance of winning last week and remembering Bob Fulton. Um, I think Daz Hasler, being a career coach and a super successful coach, will understand that he'll have, probably have a lower week, woman intensity-wise. Um, you know, they're obviously going to have to probably be a part of attending the funeral whenever the funeral happens, and mm. as well as you know, being being aware of the, being manly greats. Um, haven't they turned the corner? Like for four weeks or five weeks, they were they were called wooden spoon favourites or contenders, and now all of a sudden they're premiership contenders. On on, on you're going that far. 100% I'm going that far. That, that was the best performance I've seen them play last week. Um, they'll get Kieran Foran back whenever Kieran's available. Shustard has turned into a really good ball-playing back rower. So mm. they've got depth in the side now. Terry Evans, Tom Travojevic, well-coached, big pack of forwards. I'm putting, them, I'm putting them now as the third best team in the competition behind Penrith and Melbourne. He's put the mock on them. He just put the mock on them. Stop the press. <laughs> Manly, top three. We'll wait and see. Josh Schuster. Mm. Where does he play in the next few weeks when Kieran Foran comes back? Is he their sixth this year? Well, I think he'll go back to the edge back row, like Noddy said. I think he's such a big body too, he's only going to get bigger. Uh, he reminds me a lot of like a similar sort of player to a Wade Graham, where he's got the skills of the 5'8", but on the edge, uh, he can play tough, but he can come up with a pass, he can come yeah. up with a kick. It gives him another point of attack out there. He's been so dangerous on that left edge. I thought that, we, yeah, we spoke about it last week, yeah. and we thought that Desi wouldn't, Chain, like move him into 5'8 because he was working so well on that left edge but he moved him into the, the sixth jumper and he, and he played great football but I think as soon as Kieran comes back into that side uh, Schuster shifts out one you know, to left back row and uh, that just gives him another threat A special performance given that Bob Fulton and Scott Fulton signed Josh Schuster to Manly when he was just 14 years of age it showed the influence that yeah. Bob still has yeah. in mm-hmm. rugby league uh, of course plenty of mouthwatering matchups to watch this weekend uh, you can find them on Nine Fox, Sky New Zealand, KO, and of course on Watch NRL. Uh, that's almost the show, but again, mm. prediction time. I won't be back yeah, here next yeah. week to enjoy oh. you both getting it wrong as you mm. do every week. Bailey jumps off the team again, eh? Tick. That's the only one you oh, get yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I'm done. <laughs> that wasn't bold enough. Uh, uh, Sean Johnson, the star, in his 200th match with a victory. Like it. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to have. Four Origin players miss Origin one through suspension. Not not this week. Crackdown. Not the judiciary in a few days, but you mean the eight games of football after this, this weekend. weekend. So four four Origin four players, players will get charged and miss Origin one because of this ridiculous crackdown. Great to see you, glass half full. Why? I'm serious. I'm all in. Oh, what do you mean? That's, what do you want? That's a bold, That's a bold. I don't want Origin I don't players. Like it. I don't want it. 
I don't want it. I I said, unfortunately, I don't want it. I just think that's the way the game's going, and I just think four players are going to get suspended this week. Did you what? Did you say New South Wales? No, just Origin. Yeah. Why don't, why don't yeah. we move them further? The four, nice. might be the okay, they're all, yeah. they're all <laughs> Rome players. You're happy. <laughs> That'd be nice. All right, uh, Robbie. Not Extra even. loading. They might miss yeah, Origin yeah, 2 and 3 yeah, too. Yeah. Cool. Great to be back for this week. Um, I hope you have a fun time in Newcastle. Best yeah. of luck. Kosaba. Uh, Kosaba. Best of luck to the West Tigers on Friday night against the Dragons. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in for NRL Teams. Hope you enjoy Indigenous Round this weekend. It is a very special round in the NRL.